podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. We've all heard it said that God is a good father who provides for his children. And though we might believe this much of the time, that belief can really be tested in times where we're lacking something, whether it's monetarily or in relationships or in healing or whatever. Catherine Richard is our guest this week, and she shares with us about a recent experience where she really had to trust in God's providence. She shares about the pain of that and the challenge of it, and she also shares about how God brought a deeper understanding of her own heart to her during that time. We hope that this episode is a blessing to you in your own walk with the Lord and in trusting him. Hey, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Erin Kinsella. I'm a consecrated virgin from Ottawa slash Toronto. I'm Nicole Richard Williams, and I am a university professor in Nashville. And you'll notice we're missing Rachel today. Rachel is um, stuck in traffic, basically. Uh, and so she's not able to join us. Um, Which is we kind of funny because it's oh, like sorry. the traffic between between Toronto and D.C. So I oh, feel like yeah. that's so also it's, so, so it's, it's not, not just like, like she's in like stuck Russia. in traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we like couldn't delay it by 15 minutes or something. It's like, no, she's like three hours delayed and we were recording right now. So that's That's funny. Yes. Sorry Um, to interrupt. And our lovely guest today. Yeah. So we have someone Mm. with us and this is, um, you know, I was trying to see like, she might, you might notice a resemblance between her Mm. and um, Aaron, just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Between her and myself. (laughs) So funny. Oh. Um, I was like, we all have glasses on. No, so Catherine is my sister, and yay, um, and I love her very yay. much, and she's mm-hmm. one of my favorite sisters. In fact, um, <laughs> which is funny because okay, Nicole has two other sisters and a brother, uh-huh. so the, this they're is all like one a... of my favorite sisters. Well, except for my brother, he's my favorite brother. That's nice. one. Yeah, so. that would be funny if he was your favorite Good. sister. Um, um, I'm sure he would Catherine, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. There's anyway. Yeah. Uh, but Catherine, do you want to just tell us real quick, just who you are and, and what you're doing and where you live and the basics? Yeah. So I am based in Ottawa, which is funny, Aaron. I don't think I've ever seen I know. you since I moved to Ottawa a year ago, yeah. but hundred nice percent. Oh, now here. So yeah, I'm in Ottawa and I moved here a year ago. I moved here to attend the university of Ottawa. So I'm in my second year of my master's if, of music in piano performance at the university of Ottawa. And um, before that I was in Saskatoon and I lived there for four years and I was teaching piano there the whole time. And then before that, I was in Winnipeg, which is where I was born. And yeah, we were housemates. A journey. Nicole housemates, was my yeah. first ever roommate. Mm. And well, is she actually? Maybe. Well, you know what? You know what? Daniel might have been my first ever roommate. Yeah, but, but my first ever roommate I moved out with. No, because right. Nicole is older than Daniel. So technically, <laughs> if you will actually, consider no, Aaron, family roommates. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, Aaron, you're right. Nicole was my first roommate. <laughs> It was, yeah, me and Cecile and Catherine, we shared a bedroom a bed. until, yeah. right? We shared it. That's true. The three of us. Yeah. yeah for a little while. Yeah. yeah. I thought you just said we shared a bed and I was like, wow, we, we that's did. some yes. real. No, we did. Correct. Actually a bed? Oh, when the three you were of us. little. When yeah. you were little. Yes. Okay. Because I was picturing like teenager girls like huddled in the 
corner around a coal stove, yeah. like eating crusts yeah. of bread. Anyways, yeah. I was like, but that doesn't, I've been to your house before. That image doesn't, doesn't sound familiar. Okay, no. listen, Catherine, how do you feel about being our first guest of season three? Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. It's an unexpected honor. <laughs> and we very, I mean, obviously, super intentionally chose you to be our first guest of the, <laughs> of the year. You know, Nicole is laughing because all the usually so much of the stuff that we do when we're planning happens by like happen by happenstance. But there's always a like a, a reason that the Lord has behind things. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so no pressure, but you have to knock it out of the park tonight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, no problem. (laughs) I expect great things. (laughs) Funny. Sorry, I feel a little ridiculous. I can share with everybody that I have COVID currently at this Mm. moment. Um, It's on the way out. I'm on, like, my isolation ends today, and then tomorrow I'm safe to go lick whoever I want in public. But the, the, like, so anyways, it's Thanksgiving Mm. weekend um, for Canada, and so I I spent it in my room by myself, which was actually a gift. So I'm, Mm. it was was nice. Everyone was thankful that you were in your room by yourself. Probably that's right, exactly. So you yes. you gave Thanksgiving to that's right all exactly. of Canada <laughs> yeah, as opposed to giving them COVID. That's right. Oh boy, that's yeah. good, well, man. Well, I think we've all had COVID then within the last few months. Then the three of us, because I had it. Oh, well, yeah. I had it recently, end of August. Mm. Um, I had well actually. So this is what happened: is I got a little cold, and then I tested for COVID and it came back negative. So I was like, okay. So I taught in a mask all week. And then at the end of the week was feeling really crappy, took Mm. another COVID test. And then that one was positive. And then I had to realize, and then I, then I rested. So it was, but it was like, it was rough, you know, it was like my back hurt, your muscles all hurt. And I had about three weeks until I felt like normal, you know, and that's with that's with being vaccinated and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, totally. I fortunately just had a vaccination like two weeks, like two weeks before I got infected, which is actually like prime coverage time. Oh so yeah. Like right. Two weeks after you receive a vaccination, your like immunity is at its height and then it starts to, right. anyway, so it was good. Cause I really was not that sick. Like I was like tired and whatever, but not, I don't even have a cough. So that's good. Yeah. That is good. I know. So you did you done COVID right. I didn't go yeah. I know like COVID you just right. like work so listen, the system. Everybody just needs to schedule when they're infected. And then that's that's yeah, really get, how you get should a vaccine approach it. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Perfect. Anyway, I just thought like- I'd share that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna so share sorry. just because if people if people are like wondering why I'm I'm just it's nice to talk to human beings. That's all. I said if I'm a oh, little yeah. eager in the conversation, it's just <laughs> basis. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Well, sorry, Catherine. What were you gonna say? No. I'm going to drop what I was going to say. And I'm going to say a different thing instead, which was okay. that I was just, I, well, what I'll say now is that when I, I had COVID, I had it the week before my oh, yeah. final, my final recital of my first year. So at the end of both years of your oh. master's in performance, you give like a major recital. Um, and there's no difference between first year, second year. Like they're just both equally sort of weighted. Okay. So it was a huge, it was a huge deal. And it was the week before my recital. It was like nine days before. And I tested positive for COVID. I spent the whole week in bed and it was like legitimately the biggest gift because mm. I needed, I needed that rest. I needed, like, it was, it was even good for me as a performer. It was good for me. So I don't want to give away what, what our topic for today is for the podcast yet. Cause yes. you guys haven't said it, but mm-hmm. it was, and it was an experience of what we'll talk about today. Okay. Definitely. Good. Yeah. So, that seems like the perfect segue. <laughs> well, there you, yeah. 
Today we're, yeah, that's perfect. Thanks, Catherine. You just <laughs> see, she's already hitting it out of the park. That's like, right. She's working Knocking this episode it. like a pro. I've actually given practice podcasts the last 10 nights. So like I'm <laughs> on my A game right now. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Oh, that's good. So our topic today, yeah, is about God's providence. And like Catherine, you're mentioning of the things that seem, well, that are hard and that are difficult. And then somehow mm. the Lord is working through that or, or uses it for a good. Um, so we'll dive right in. Catherine, I I mean, you're my sister. Catherine and I are close. All, well, we're pretty, all of our siblings are close. We, I mean, geographically far, we, mm. you know, we're in, we, uh, we have a little family group chat and our youngest sister um, was posting that we spent Thanksgiving, the seven of us in seven different cities across three different countries. Oh my gosh. We're like, you know, so that's, that's where we're at, but we, we keep in touch regularly. So yeah. Um, Catherine, you went through something that was difficult and that kind of called on or, or gave you an experience, I guess, of, um, eventually of God, God's providence. And so I wonder if you'd share that, um, with us. I actually asked Catherine when she was like in the middle of the hardest part of this was like, Hey, you're suffering. Want to be on our podcast? And she was basically like, let me think about it. And then a few weeks later, she was like, yeah, sure. I she can was talk wrapping about things it. up a little. And then yeah. See, yeah. yeah like yeah. literally I was like, let me see Let me see if my life works out. If it works out. <laughs> I mean, really there's a pragmatic portion of that. Like you can't come on the podcast and just cry for an hour. Cause that's not mm-hmm. really going to be helpful for people. So I mean, yeah, prudent right. on your part. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go good. ahead. Share, share. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And I just want to say too, that like what Nicole kind of was alluding to is that she and I have shared actually a very close bond. Like we are sisters. There's a closeness because of that. But I think that we discovered a very similar approach and and, and similar and also complementary, which means differences too, but approach to our lives and our spiritual lives. And, and so, yeah, like that's, that's part of, that's part of our relationship and part of what helps Nicole to know all these things that are happening in my life. And mm. Yeah. So yeah, I literally, I'm just going to dive right into it. So I, um, I am in school and, um, came to school, came back to this master's after six years away. So I'd done my undergrad, graduated, worked for six years, came back to school. And so like a huge part of my decision to come back to school involved finances because it's such a significant shift to being a student after working that long. And I had quite a lot Mm -hmm. saved up. And, um, so, and like, you uh, auto was able to offer me um like full tuition coverage mm-hmm. and a good sort of TA position coming into my first year. Nice. So it was great. Like money is still really tight. A lot of my savings went away anyways because even that money doesn't go very far. But um but that like that really helped to make the transition to being a student again easier. And I wasn't really worried about finances. And mm-hmm. um so coming into the second year I like the long and short of it is that I found out that I had, I thought I had understood that I was going to have my tuition covered again and that I'd have a, a full TA position again. And I didn't, that's sort of what it all came down to. Okay. And it was this really frustrating thing for me where I, it was a mix of like information being phrased in a really obtuse way that was, that created misunderstanding and a mixture of that with me just misunderstanding on my own terms and um, not fully reading the details and the nitpicks and thinking I had, but not actually having done, which is so humbling because like, mm. you know, like this is just like, just read, like, it's like, it's like, re- like read the rules of the game before you play it kind of thing. Right. <laughs> mm. And, um, and so it, and, and I, and I like 
all this information. So I found out, yeah, all this information came to me in one afternoon that I like didn't have tuition paid for. I wasn't going to receive the funding I thought I was going to get. And so all of a sudden I was looking at my bank account and I was like, I don't, I don't have enough. I literally don't have enough to cover tuition to, to pay for my life. And I like, I don't know what what I'm going to do. And, um, what like struck me was that when that afternoon, like once I like researched and got, and like also received information from other people and put all the puzzle pieces together, I like, I just, I wept and 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 I cried and I cried and I cried. And it, it really felt like one of those things. I wonder if you guys can relate to this, where there's like some things that touch on something that's so deep inside of us that the tears are just like mm-hmm. become, and then they're constant. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm. And I was, I remember talking to my boyfriend and I was just like, I know that this, I know that this is one of those things, but I don't know what that thing is that is being hmm. like, triggered in this like way. Like pushed because, on, yeah. Yeah, like right. I don't, no. I haven't experienced it in this particular area. Hmm. Like it was an objectively stressful thing. So there would be tears, yeah. but you're, like you're saying it was not only that like this is stressful, but there's something, it's touching some deeper yeah, wound right. or insecurity or something and it yeah, yeah I know what you mean where it's like you're like I literally can just keep trying crying it's like an yeah. open channel of tears that will just continue until I go to sleep yeah. or, or whatever it is like yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just touching exactly. something so deep mm-hmm. exactly and I have experienced that experience with other things that I know are like key areas of struggle or woundedness in my life so it was just like I didn't I didn't quite know why this was being that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was just this really wild thing that I I had to I had to just like pull up my bootstraps and figure it out. Or that's how it felt to me, um, which is I think an important distinction. Um that I needed, like I I I think for a couple of days I just was kind of floundering and then realized, okay, like how do I make money? I I know how to teach. I can find ways to find piano students here in Ottawa and like did all the math to figure out um, how many mm. students I needed to support my costs and all this and like create a really strict budget and and started and just started doing all that and 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 that started to move forward and like and slowly um students began to respond and um so I, I I started out I started out so that this all happened like the week before classes started so like I started working at that classes started um And I think by like the third week in September, I had about half my budget accounted for Mm. um, with students. So a relief. I was really grateful for that. Um, But it wasn't it still wasn't enough. And I just want to take a little tangent to explain like so the, the, the TA position was an important part of that. And I'd expected and been told I would receive a particular position in the school this year. Mm. And then was told that I would get it, but then that position was going to be about half the amount of hours that I it was last year, which was like a shock to me. Okay. And then like more things progressed. And then I found out that they weren't going to give it to me at all because there was just all kinds of politics and things. Mm-hmm. So I had wanted this particular position. I liked the work that I did with it last year. Um, it was like accompanying the operas at my school, which is just fun. Um, so it's a couple evenings a week of work, but it's like interesting and it's very interactive. But yeah, that was the position that like they had thought they were going to give to me and then realized they couldn't and then realized they they shouldn't and so I went to a different student which is like it's fine um it actually is fine um so I got I to love that you say it is actually is fine I'm like 
it's fine. And it's, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. But I'm like, oh no, it's actually, it, <laughs> it's actually fine. <laughs> yeah, it actually is fine. It, it wasn't, it wasn't that yeah. kind of fine for a little yeah, bit, but yeah. it actually is fine. Yeah. But I got to, I got to the second week of September and like kind of, yeah, I had about half the budget accounted for, had exactly, actually had exactly enough students that if I had received that smaller version of, of the TA position that I had mm. thought I would get, it would be, per, it would have been perfect. If I had that position plus students, amazing, but I didn't have that position. So I just had the students. Um, but then second week of September, I think maybe it was the third week of September, a different TA position came up and my amazing piano teacher, who's also my supervisor and a great advocate for me, mm. saw this position come up at like 1130 PM on a Friday and was like, please give this to Catherine and ended up being exactly, exactly the right amount of hours to fit in that missing gap in my budget. Mm. And, and it's actually a much better position because it doesn't require me to work in the evenings, which is good because I'm now teaching in the evenings. Mm. Um, and, um, so it really like it, it worked out. So those like, that is the, those are the, the details of the situation as they went. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like and, I'm picturing yeah. in my head, like, like that's like the surface of the lake or that's like mm-hmm. the surface of the river. Like that's what you can see and what's actually yeah. happening. But there's like yeah. the whole depths, like you were talking, like you were kind of hinting at like that are underneath and that's like where so much of the you know what I mean like so much of the whatever all the things of our daily life or whatever of the the details or the or the really procedural stuff it's like nothing compared to the depths Mm. of the in of the inner stuff that that we go through and we encounter hardships yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. totally Um, and what we're I'm thinking you know folks I'm sure pretty much everyone's gone through a time of like financial yeah. challenge or different things like that, or, or who know housing or trying to figure out like being in transition or jobs or whatever it is where there's some sort of um, loss of security. Right. And I'm wondering like, yeah, like you, you kind of touched on that, like this touched on something deeper. Mm-hmm. Were there any, did you start to get some insight into what like what what was being stirred up there what was what was making it hard you know mm-hmm. yeah totally so I think two things two things come to mind immediately so one of them was so that question of security like it really challenged me to ask where does my security come from mm. like and it was really shocking to me that so much of my security in the last like in my adult early adult life came from finances. Mm. I didn't think about it. It didn't feel like it was a big factor, but it's because I always had enough. Mm. Right. And, um, and that like really brought up a host of other questions. I remember, (laughs) I remember going to adoration kind of within that first week of all this sort of falling apart. And I was so, so pissed off at the Lord. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Jesus, like, was my life really so terrible before when I had enough? Like, did you really have to like, like, why does it matter where, where my security comes from? Why does that matter? Cause I felt mm. like I was pretty good before. I didn't feel like this was an issue. Like, and it, and so like something that came out of that is like when the Lord is allowing an area of suffering or struggle, why is he doing it? And, mm. and I think that like a struggle for me is one of the ways that I see God that is unhealthy or not, that is not true. I often see him as like the divine coach or the divine teacher. Um, Hmm. Whereas like someone who like cares a lot about you and really wants to push you and really wants to give you these challenges so you can learn how to work through them. And like, 
like there's, there is some truth to that. The Lord allows these struggles, but like, why does he do that? Right. Mm -hmm. And my struggle in that moment of prayer was just thinking like, is it just because you want me to be better as a human? Cause that, that, that feels really unloving. Like, Mm -hmm. like what, like, why is that so important? And, and I eventually like realized and, or the Lord reminded me that like, he wants, he doesn't want anything between me and him. He wants total unity with me. Right. Because also that total unity with my unity with the Lord is what brings meaning and purpose to all the parts of my life, good and bad, right? Like mm-hmm. he is he is what creates the security that I need. But if I'm away from him, I'm going to be looking to all these other things, which are sand, right? And he's the rock. Mm-hmm. And so it like, it like impacted my relationship with him because I needed to be reminded that he... He wants me close to his heart. And so I think like part of why he was allowing this to come up was that it was, it was like where, like this problem of like putting my security in, in finances or in the respect of others or in um, my achievements, like all these things are shifting sand and like fall apart really easily. And he doesn't want me to fall apart easily. Right. Mm. So in this experience mm. of something falling apart, he wanted me to draw him closer to himself because he loves me. Like he actually loves me. And it's not just because he wants me to be a better person or a more mm. whole person though. He does want that. He wants mm. all that, but like at the core of it is just this, like this draw of love, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's like, he doesn't want you. He doesn't want us to, like you're saying, like have our illusions of security and things that actually are not secure because he wants us to be actually secure in him because that's mm-hmm, the only yeah. thing that's really truly real um yeah. and that and that that is a gift but it's so hard because he's you know we have the eucharist but it's not like you know jesus isn't going and working at a job that makes six figures so that he can support us at, you know like aaron yeah. you're a consecrated i don't know this is interesting i want maybe like yeah what's your for you know thinking of the security of of trusting the lord mm-hmm. as a person who is like married to jesus in that way or has that different kind of relationship this must be something you think about too it's i'm so curious on your reflections on that yeah yeah i feel like all while you're talking i'm like oh gosh this is like like hitting deep deep parts of me even because because I had like when you're talking about the the like crying thing so last year when was it December so I'm long long long-term disability right now because of fibromyalgia stuff so Mm -hmm. um so I haven't been able to work and at the time I was like in Ottawa I'd been in Ottawa for like a year I had not been able to find a family doctor at all um and I had done everything like I'd done everything possible to try and find a family doctor um and my insurance company knew that but then I got a, a message from them saying that they were cutting off my insurance because I didn't have a family doctor to complete my medical forms. And I had tried to pay people to complete the medical forms. Like I had tried everything to try and do that. Um, yeah. And, and so I was like, I got that message and I was just like, like I, I, I cried and I couldn't stop crying because I was like, I I have nothing. Like I have, Mm -hmm. I have nothing or like without this, I have no way to pay for, I can't drive my car. I can't like, thank God I'm living with my, with my parents, but I can't give them anything. I can't, I was supporting some of my sister's stuff because that's like a whole big complicated thing. Like I was like, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I can't go to Dollarama after the end of this month, I can't buy Christmas mm-hmm. presents for my family. 
Um, and it was like this, like step into this, like complete poverty and total uncertainty of, of like, it was like I was walking into my life and I couldn't see any kind of picture in front of me of what the future would look like, of how things were going to be, of what would happen, of how things were going to turn out because it felt like it felt like there was nothing to hold on to there. And the t- like I it was the kind of crying, which I rarely do. I mean, I'm crying now, but like the rarely like, you know, where it's like just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop for the whole day, like so much. So my face was, I don't know if you found this, Catherine, my face was so swollen. I was like, I was like an alien, right? And then you wake up the next day and it's like, you try and open your eyes and they're like swollen. Your eyelids are like thick. Yeah. Totally, your face yeah. hurts from like having so much. Yeah. Or like like your crying headache. Like you've like put the yes. peroxide. Like, <laughs> yes, that's right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's not a yeah. pretty picture. Anyways, yeah. but but it, so it was like it was very interesting to feel that, and then like. I feel like for me, it's just always pro- a progressive letting go, right? Like a progressive letting mm-hmm. go of trust in myself and, a, yeah. and like having to trust in the Lord for like, however, cause I am very much like, I like to have things like control or to know what's going on or things like that. So it's like, sometimes he just has to like pry things from my fingers and I have given mm-hmm. him permission to do this, even though mm-hmm. like, I'm still going to be grasping onto it Yeah. anyways. So it was like these, like, st- you know, these deeper places of trust, but, but I mean, in the end, even for that, it was like because of that I was able to talk to healthcare connect where they connect you with doctors and actually talk to a person who worked happened to work at my old at my insurance company like she had worked there before so she knew how terrible they were and then Mm. she was able to connect me with a doctor that day and then I got to you know so it was like the Lord brought um so much out of that so then when you were talking about that I was like oh yes I've had that crying experience but even this last week I was praying a lot with um the passage where Jesus talks about if you have faith, you could say to this mountain, like, go in the ocean and it and it would do it. Like if you had faith the size of the mustard seed, I'm like, that's a really scathing indictment of all of us. <laughs> like, yeah, because all of us are going to be like, oh, yeah, obviously I can't do that. That's right. For sure. For exactly. sure. Exactly. Like, That's it. Like there are still mountains yeah. on earth. So then obviously <laughs> yeah. it's not like, it's not, not like flat, there's one place so. with like a few mountains in the water and like, oh, some holy people must have lived That's here. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that must be holy people come from the prairies then because there's no, yeah. <laughs> so nice just saying hand. that's what I know right <laughs> anyways but but it is true right like that that's mm. what it makes me think of is like it's like it's not in the times when there's prosperity that we recognize mm. our dependency yeah. on the Lord, or the fact that we don't have like we don't actually have faith that he is right going to provide for us or that he's you know good father good yeah. husband or whatever yeah, yeah. no that's so true it that makes me think too Aaron like one thing that I were coming to before like before I got sort of the TA position that filled in that last slot when I was still like, I don't have enough. Like I don't have enough. And just kind of living that, that not enoughness was, Mm. I was like, okay. Like, and I think there's an important distinction between what can become prosperity gospel and God's providence. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, what that looked like was I, I started to realize I'm, I was like, Jesus, like, what does it mean to trust you right now that Mm. you'll provide for me? And I came, I came to the kind of realization that 
I'm trusting that you're either going to provide for my, my financial needs, like you'll provide the money I need, or you'll provide the emotional strength I need to get through this difficult time. Right. And I, and I kind of realized like either of those things will work <laughs> right. and, and that'll, mm-hmm. that'll be okay. And that to me was yeah. what, that was what made Providence make sense to me mm, because I actually right. knew that he would do either of those things because I, I could tell that I was like, I, I, it was really tough and I was like quite anxious. Like I had some yeah. of my most anxious periods I think I've ever had during this time. But mm. like at the same time, there's this, there was, there was this deeper, like as deep as you can get this deep, yeah. deep core of like, like I'm not, I'm I'm not forgotten. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's where it came from was just knowing that, that the Lord would, would provide what I needed either of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. And then honestly, when this T position thing worked out and I actually did have enough money, I was like, almost, it was, it was anticlimactic. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I was expecting something yeah. more grand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, everything's okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny. I, I think that's mm-hmm. really key. And it's something like what you're saying, Kevin, about um, trust in Providence is not, all, I, I trust that I'm going to win, get all the money and win the lottery and everything is, because I think that's, that's a hard part for me when I think about God's Providence, because I, I know people who yeah. are really struggling mm-hmm. and for whom the next, they don't know where the next meal is going to come from. Yeah. And uh, and maybe, you know, there's limited things that I can do to help or whatever it is. And, and, um, and not a lot of support. And it's like, what, what does God's providence mean for folks like that? I don't know. And that's, it's a hard question that I, I, to be honest, I still feel like I sit with, it's like a question that I have in my heart and that's not mm-hmm. answered because I, mm-hmm. I just see sometimes like the suffering and the struggling. And I'm like, Lord, why aren't you aren't you the one who cares for the orphans and the widows? Like, isn't that your reputation and what you claim to be in the scripture? Like, what about these people? Um, And it's such a hard thing. Hmm. So when you're saying, you know, Providence is not just material needs, although we have to trust that that's going to happen to it to some extent, but it's like that the Lord will give the grace in, in the situations that we experience in life because life is so unpredictable, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, yeah, which is still hard, you know, it's, um, and this is, some, it's something that Nathan and I have been talking about too, in that, you know, so we've, we've gotten married and, um, and of course there's two people getting married and you're going to have different, like we have, we have basically opposite styles of an approaches to finance, although we, you know, we come on the same page, we make our budgets together, but it's been a real learning experience for me of just like, realizing like, oh, I, I did put a lot of security or, or a lot of stock in my own kind of frugality and stinginess and being like, well, but he, you know, if I'm the saver and he's a spender and okay, yes, we're working together, but still like I have this tendency to be very, very, you know, mm-hmm. stringent and like, how, how is God going to provide for us if we're not like saving any, every penny? And I had, mm-hmm. I had this like experience in prayer the other day where it was like, the Lord, it's like the Lord was like sort of chuckling at me and was like, did you like, how did you somehow have the impression that I provided in you for you in your life because you were stingy? Like, Mm. do you think it was because of you? Like, 
was and like, so great. Yeah. And I was just so like, real. oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I thought that. And, and it was just like, yeah. the Lord's like, I provide for my children. I like, love it when some Jesus of them are savers and some of them are spenders. Way. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not a, it's not, that's not what it's about, you know? Yeah. And so it's yeah. been like, and then every time that I'm worrying about like, what, how are we going to do this? How are we going to whatever afford this how, or whatever? Cause like mm. we're in the U S and everything's expensive for yeah. having children and medical care and everything. And it's just feels impossible. Mm. Um, and even as soon as I say that, I'm like, wait, what does the Lord say? Cause I start just freaking out in my mind. But, uh, <laughs> but every time I do that and I come to the Lord, the Lord, it's like, the Lord's like, ah, here you are again, coming to me about finances. This is so great mm. that you're coming to me now and remembering that I'm your security. You didn't used to do that. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, but okay. Thanks. I get the point. So thanks, stop t- doing it. I now. understand like, now <laughs> it's, it's almost like he's reminding me, like he's building in me a habit and yeah. a, um, a virtue of even cognitively remembering I am not in control and I don't know what to do. And any illusion I had of my self-sufficiency before is it doesn't, make any sense when you're living a normal adult life and okay lord like you just i just i have to you just have to be my security and whatever that means if that's providing for the physical things or providing for emotions if things if we go through something that's really tough like i just have Mm -hmm. to trust in him Mm -hmm. but it's it's not you know it's it's like it's a gift but it's Mm -hmm. it's also like ooh, like you're saying Catherine, it dredges up the deepest yeah. stuff in us where we think we had it all together you know it's like poverty like whatever our poverty is goes yeah. hand in hand with dependence like poverty and yeah. dependence go hand in hand so wherever there's yeah. a poverty that's in us in our hearts or in our external situation mm-hmm. there is a there's a dependency that has to be mm-hmm. on god you know as much as we mm-hmm. try and fix things ourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'll that, discover that's quite insufficient yeah, yeah. and yeah, then the, the poverty is like they reveal to us the deepest level of reality, which is that we are fully dependent on God. That's right. That is, that is the truest thing about our existence. Yeah. Um, so our poverty helps to kind of shine a light on and get us a, give us a reality check of that, but yeah. I don't like oh, it. <laughs> no, it sucks. It's, it's interesting. Like, I'm just like, I, I'm just thinking back to moments as I was working through all this, like, mm. I remember talking, I think a big thing that was revealed to me, like I'm, I'm, just, I'm the, the word purifying keeps coming to mind. Like there's something that's mm-hmm. so purifying about when these material goods, whether it's money, whether it's a house, whether, I don't know what it is. Right. But when these things are taken, taken away from us, feel like they're taken away from us. It's, it, it's purifying, which can be, we can react to that fire so many different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I remember talking to, to my boyfriend, Graham and, and I, about all this, as I was like processing all these emotions and trying to figure out like, what's really happening here, you know? And I were looking at, in conversation once I looked up at him and I was like, Graham, I think, I think I feel like if I don't, if I don't take care of myself, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I believe this my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I can't even pinpoint exactly the reason why. I think it's, I know it's an area that the Lord wants to keep working at for me. Mm-hmm. But like, it was so, it was already freeing to say that and realize how not true it was. Mm-hmm. And it was really powerful to experience that with him. And like, we're, we're planning to get married next summer. We're not engaged yet, but that's more of a yeah yeah <laughs> so <exciting>. great we're getting <laughs> married next exciting. summer probably engaged in december <laughs> uh, 
it's so funny awesome. how commonplace these big romantic moments are sometimes like I'm just planning for it but yeah we'll just get engaged like, like uh how's Tuesday sure Tuesday yeah. like, you know like you know <laughs> but like no. I'm so glad that I had that realization with him because I realized mm-hmm. oh like this is a I've like had a block in my heart towards him that I didn't mm-hmm. want to let him in because I didn't I I didn't even realize I didn't want to let him in you know and oh. then I had to like literally like I had to literally allow him to like we we're making budgets together and he was like Catherine like we, we had initially had like a share like he had a date date night budget in his and I had a date night budget in mine and we tried to balance them in a particular way mm-hmm. and he was just like Catherine just like let me pay for all of it and I was like but like okay <laughs> it was so humbling and it was so beautiful right yeah and even like even like this money that I had saved up before I moved and started my master's like it was close it was getting close to enough for like a down payment in a small house in a city that's not Ottawa <laughs> or not Toronto, right? <laughs> but like I was thinking in my head I was like okay if I'm good with money during my master's like if I meet mm. somebody because I met Graham right when I started my master's I was like if I meet somebody I'll finish my master's maybe we're getting married by then and I'll like pay for our wedding for our house and, you know, even with all of the ways the Lord has provided for my immediate needs this year, mm. like I, I won't really have any savings left at the end of this year. And I had this moment again of realizing, like, it almost feels like this is like what the Lord wants. Like, it's like a fresh start, you know, mm-hmm. that like, we're going to start our life together, building a new life up together from the ground up. And like, maybe it's not, a, it's not the ideal. I would have loved to have, have had more saved up, but like, it's, it's like helping us to to live to start our marriage from a place of relying on on what God can provide for us. Yeah, and I, I actually want that. Like, I want that more than feeling like we're coming in with guns blazing and everything we need to yeah. make it all work. You know, hmm. that's such a beautiful reality. Because even even when you're talking about that, I'm like dependency, like seeing our own poverty, our own like need or whatever. And knowing that that's linked to dependency, like it it Mm -hmm. reveals our dependency to us. It's like, it's not even about our dependency just on God. I mean, it is our dependency on God fully, but it's also mediated through human beings. Like dependency opens us up to communion with Mm -hmm. other people. Like that's, that's like, that's like one of the big, big gifts about that. Right. So like, even when you're saying like, like I have to do everything, like I, when you say that line, I'm like, yes, that is a movement in my Mm -hmm. heart all the time. It's like, nobody's going to look after me. I have to look after myself, which is odd because I'm married to Jesus. So you think (laughs) that you would think that would give some security in that, but oddly enough, it's like, and I mean, the Lord uses everything, right? So like, mm-hmm. he's honestly been like chipping away at that in my own heart for a long time. But but really, it's like, even in the experience of illness or in the experience, yeah, financial stuff or in the experience of like, whatever it is, it's like that dependency in that total brokenness, like the Lord comes, but also other people come or they should, they should come, you know, like that's yeah. part of what it means to be the body of Christ, which is really beautiful. But that's also, I mean, I think that's also a whole other episode about how painful that can be when other people do not come into the, mm, yeah. and respond mm-hmm. to that, bro. But that's another yeah. episode for a different day. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So interesting. I think too, one, one little thought as well is that I think it makes me look at tithing a lot differently. Like, mm. hmm. you know, because I do, there are like, I, I feel like the Lord has provided my needs in a financial material practical way but like kind of like you were saying nicole what about all the other people i know who don't have that happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it helps me to understand 
the, the call to help t- to give some of what the Lord gives us away, because I think mm, right yeah. now it feels more like what I am making is actually from the Lord that it's felt mm. before, you know? Yeah. And so like, it makes me, I guess it just makes me, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, but I'm, I haven't actually changed my tithing habits. So like, I want you to know that I'm just thinking of this in the moment <laughs> and there's some conviction here for me. That's right. So like, if you're in need of cash, just send us a message. <laughs> we will forward that to Catherine. Yeah. That's perfect, Erin. <laughs> you are welcome. What a providential idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, oh, but that's like, funny. Does, but doesn't that, doesn't that make yeah. it different a little bit when you actually feel like, oh, this is a yeah. gift the Lord gave me. Other people need this gift too. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. not mine. So it's let me mine. share it yeah. in as much yeah. as it's prudent and whatever, yeah. but, but having a generous yeah. heart with that. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. what you were talking about before, about like just the, like how the Lord has been acting in your heart through this, which is, um, which is such a beautiful thing just to hear somebody say all those things out loud, because especially like when we're talking about Providence and our poverty and all of those kind of things, whatever poverty, it's like, it just reminds me so much of Job, like so much of what we see of the picture is, is like, it is an infinitesimally small part of like the Lord's Mm. plan for our life that, you know, Mm. and so like the Lord's answer to Job and his suffering is not to explain his suffering. It's to tell him, were you there when I built Mm. all the mountains and carved Mm. out the seas? Like, were you there? Like, so like basically saying exactly that, but also like that it's like impossible to trust in Providence if we don't trust that God is good. Like if Mm. we don't actually, so it's like, even like, this is like, as I'm hearing you talk about him, it's like, like, oh yeah, Catherine trusts that God loves her. Like that's what makes it possible even to like go into those Mm. thorny areas, you know, which is really beautiful, Mm. which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful. Um, Before we wrap up, and this has been such a good conversation. I feel like so many just like rich little things to ponder. Um, if there's folks who are listening right now who maybe are going through something that's similar or in some way to what you've experienced, Catherine, I don't know if you've, what would you say? Um, what would you, what do you want to leave us gosh. with? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hit it out of the like, park. No. Uh, I'm just gonna give you a, I just want to give you a uh, hug. <laughs> um all right, so everybody put your face up to whatever yeah. screen you're listening yeah. from. Yeah, <laughs> Catherine gives good cooks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I think the thing that comes to my heart, like it, it's just that like to know that the Lord is is with you as one who loves and cares and protects, and that mm-hmm. his desire is to to like to to free you to free you and to have a a deeper experience of knowing his love for you like mhm cuz it's so hard it's so difficult and like yeah. i can't think of one way to say like this is how you work around it but but i do believe that he he is that that um that constant that constant lover and that constant that constant one that just never ceases wanting to, to be as close to you as he possibly can. And to have you as close to him as, as you possibly can be, because Mm -hmm. that is where like freedom and security lie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
If you can't see Catherine right now, she's got her head in her hand and she's feeling all the feelings, you know, for all of our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) And I know the look, I know the look where Catherine, she's just like, oh, like, you know, empathetic, empathetic face. It's always fun when we get to interview somebody that we know slash are related Mm -hmm. to, because (laughs) now this is like the second, third person from Nicole's family tech, because we had her parents for our first episode. And then, yeah. And then family is full of suffering. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So next will come Cecile. So you can just under this episode, just so she's barely warned yeah. and then you know yeah she doesn't do know that on yet, location then. in ireland that's yeah, that would be fun there you go that yeah would that would be amazing <laughs> uh, well thank you Catherine, for just sharing all of this with us um yeah and be willing to just open your heart up to to us on this topic um it was wonderful wonderful to talk with you yeah um aaron yes you have a god wink for us i do have a god wink um so uh, yeah, so I I get to do some formation with um, some women who are kind of in in uh, their candidates for consecrated virginity. So mm. um, which is really fun. So it was like I got to go back to a library, like a university library, and go in and peruse all of their books. And because mm-hmm. the the libraries here were closed to anybody who was not like a, a U of O student or St. Paul student or whatever, right. right? So St. Paul's University here, Catholic University, they grant, you know, um, canonical degrees, whatever. So, but now they're open. So I didn't realize that. So I, I got to go back. Um, and read like like I had a stack of books like probably 15 books high of like writings of the church fathers and like all of these things which is great so I was going through that and as I was going through it I could feel after after a while my brain just shutting down because you know when you're mm-hmm. reading like things that are dense mm-hmm. or like you're just like all right that's enough I am now dumb and I can't <laughs> I will not re-smarten until tomorrow and then the, mm-hmm. so I was mm-hmm. just leaving there I was like okay Lord I just need I really would love to have a book. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed. I wish there was like things and whatever. Anyway. So then I was just like looking later at some resources that this other um, consecrated virgin had said. And then I was looking at books and there's a a book called um, Christ and his virgins that I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. It's probably old and not because a lot of books about consecrated virgins are like no longer in print or they're whatever. Anyways, this is on Amazon. It was 10 bucks. So I was like, okay, great. Thank you, Lord. And it's got like everything, like all of the Mm. things from the right, all of the, because so many, so often a lot of the books that speak about consecrated virginity are talking about religious life in general, which is good and helpful, but it's not about consecrated virginity in particular. Mm. So it's like the Lord just like laid this nice gift at my at my feet when I was like feeling despair about having to read the church fathers in depth for a week. Right. So instead of you long, having to still. like, yeah. yeah, it's almost like instead of you having to read all the things so you could write that little book, the Lord's like, oh, somebody wrote it here. This is That's it. right. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah that was great. Good. It was love. That's it was great. A lovely experience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's good. God provided for you. He did. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh slam dunk. That was good. <laughs> that was a solid six out of ten, Nicole. Nice work. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right. I know. Thank you, thank you. That's right. That's uh, oh, my good. PhD. You know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, yeah. thank you for listening, and we look yeah. forward to joining you. You joining us next time. Amen. And thanks again, Catherine. 
God bless you all. God bless everybody. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.